Thank you to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 BBQ, Blue Collar Motorcycle Shop, Hookline and Heroes. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Blue Collar Cycle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin. And how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the rest of the team. To my left, your right on the radio dial is producer Brian. Hey, guys. And back by popular demand is Marty McFly. Hello. Hello. And, of course, across the way sits the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention Santa impersonator of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! Hey, did you guys hear about the electrician with the uh, anger management problem? No. Um, he punched a wall. He needed an outlet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, listening to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. Um, I usually post stupid memes on there, so if, I you, like if you don't like those, uh, please don't hate us. Uh, you can also go to our fa- uh, website at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can have those playable links up there. It links us to some of our show notes where we talk about their our uh, news highlights, wacky news, et cetera, et cetera. You can also find us on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash SFP Radio. And also, wherever you listen to your podcast, just go there, search Southern Fry Philosophy. Um, you'll see our little yellow and red icon pop up. And yeah, just go there, subscribe, give us a like and a review. That'd be fantastic. Also, um, say shout out to our friends at States Vegas Radio. You can listen to us Monday at 6 and Friday at 4. So we would appreciate that. Go check out our friends at States Vegas Radio. Download their app. Use promo code BIGGIN, and it's free one time only. Uh, We want to say shout out to our listeners from Kansas City and Knoxville. Brought to you by the letter K. I lived in Knoxville. Did you really? Yeah, sure did. Several years. How'd you like it? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, if I one of these days when I retire. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll probably move back to East Tennessee. Hmm. Maybe. Or maybe not. I want to go to the body farm. That would be awesome. Actually, I worked at a restaurant right across <laughs> the river from the body farm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> the body farm. You don't know what the body farm is? I have no idea. The University farm. of Tennessee has a forensics uh, oh, lab. So it is what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally blocked off acreage that um, the University of Tennessee has for forensic science. Um, they actually, people donate their bodies um, huh. post-mortem, obviously post-mortem. <laughs> and um, they set set the bodies out in different types of environments, like, you know, in, covered in leaves or in a, in a trunk, rusty trunk. So, you know, so how's the like restaurant that. business across from that? Well, you couldn't see it. Just smell it? But you couldn't smell it. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm, that's what but, I was thinking. The restaurant, the restaurant I was at uh, was on the Tennessee River. So anytime mm-hmm. uh, when we got massive amounts of rain, uh, you'd see mm-hmm. the most interesting things floating in the river. <laughs> oh, so. well. Hmm. Please tell me the name of the restaurant was not Roadkill Cafe. <laughs> it's not Roadkill okay. Cafe. All right. That's yeah, that'd good. be a pretty interesting way to get away from, get out of paying for a funeral. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I used to have a memorial service at whatever church you happen to be attending or a member of and mm-hmm. ship your body to Tennessee. I'm sure the university probably paid to ship you. They'd probably pay to ship me back. The way my body's going to be torn and worn by the well, time I die. <laughs> but think about it like this. I mean, you don't have to pay the undertaker to even embalm you. Because yeah. if they want to study yeah. decomposition and stuff mm. like that, they need you as is. Fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Fresh it's like you know, roll, me, roll me out of the hospital bed and into the, <laughs> into the weeds. It's amazing, though, the amount of the amount of science they've actually yeah. popped out of that, that, oh. that, uh, you know, that lab, quote unquote lab. I mean, they've, you know, had, I mean, th- th- their, their studies in science have now translated into other countries and, you know, as far as being, being able to solve death and murder and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome that yeah. the things they've done there. <clears throat> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, this is our last episode of 2019. Next week, we will not have a show, so go back, listen to your favorite episodes. We'd appreciate that. <laughs> and then we will be back uh, in January. So uh, enjoy those old shows. Um, all right, so I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Mojo. So you're saying this is the last episode of the decade. I just got to say that. Oh, Whoa. it is. We need Barbara Walters to say, now this is 2020. 2020. Yeah. We'll have her on the next episode. Oh, Barbara Walla. Let me make a note. <laughs> You'll make a note. How old is she? Uh, 2020. Her, yeah, her and Betty White, uh, uh, Willie Nelson, and Keith Richards have to be. Today is Ke- today is Keith, Keith Richards' birthday. birthday. Oh wow! He was born in what in 1743. I think. Something <laughs> so, like that. Yeah. He he came away across on the uh, old Mayflower. Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. I be darn. Uh, I'm good. Just uh, obviously, this is kind of our holiday edition mm-hmm. uh, podcast, so we're looking forward to uh, wrapping up Christmas. Even though it doesn't feel like Christmas, it mm-hmm. is. It is weird. We've had, our, of course, with our family, we have our Christmas tree up since Halloween, <laughs> so uh, we just kind of drag it out. But yeah, so I'm I'm ready for the girls to be out of school, so I can at least not have to yell at my teenager mm-hmm. at five thirty in the morning to get her ass up. <laughs> so that's I'm looking forward to that for at least two weeks. Producer Brian, oh, uh, it's good. This Christmas, yeah, doesn't feel like it should be Christmas. <laughs> kind of messes my head. Um, so I went to the Holy Land tonight. That's the wow. Krispy Kreme next to the Chick Fil A. Okay, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually brought you guys something. So Ooh. nice. There's some boxes oh, oh, back oh. here. I'll get those out. Uh, so I had an idea. I think I'm not sure if we've had this been said on the show, but I'm sitting in the double drive-through because that's a mm-hmm. thing at Krispy Kreme apparently. And I, and there's a Chick Fil A, you know, right next door. And right. I had this. I think we've already maybe someone already said this, but it wasn't my idea, so I forgot it. Um, you go, you get your Chick Fil A sandwich, mm-hmm. take the bread off, right. and you go order a couple of hot nails, and you right. put the chicken sure. sandwich in the. Has it has that happened? No, not on the show. Okay, no, I'm, I mean, I'm sure somebody's done that. <clears throat> right. I just. Uh, I mean, I've seen people do cheeseburgers that way. I've seen somebody mm-hmm. use a Krispy yeah. Kreme but donut. But right there. Bun. You yeah. can just, yeah. it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Everything's still going to be warm. Mm-hmm. Just leave it in a little insulated. Can you just, can you order a Chick-fil-A sandwich without the bread? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There you go. The pickle or no pickle, that's the question. That, yeah, I was, I was, I was <laughs> just thinking that. Pickle <laughs> or no the pickle. question is, do you add the Chick-fil-A sauce on it Ooh. with the donuts? The question is, is that what's in the box? So I was a little, yeah. so, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> So, no, if uh, I had been a Chick-fil-A uh, Krispy Kreme sandwich, I would probably the. Well, that. what if you put the Chick-fil-A on the conveyor belt with the with Ooh. the glaze? Ooh. Oh. All right, now we're getting Just took it to the whole new level there, my friend. Ooh. So I've been seeing, so I follow Krispy Kreme on Instagram because mm-hmm. I like to torture myself. And, <laughs> sure. Uh, 
I went the night. I actually got a little disappointed because they have the mm. it's the gingerbread, but the, the cream cheese filling. Okay. Have you seen those? He, I, no, but I know what you're talking they about. They were out. <laughs> so that ruined my whole bit. But yeah. I did just get the gingerbread ones here. If you guys want to try them. Okay. I might go nice with this hoppy beer we have. And uh, I have a little palate cleanser here if those don't work out. <laughs> or the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken minis. No, so Ooh. you guys going to uh, chicken those out, Chicken though. minis with the little donut holes oh. would be a pretty good combo, too. It would be. Put them, like slide them in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah, just like, sit out there for afternoon and just order the I whole menus. smell yeah, gingerbread. So mm. whatever, but you can play with your food. Just toss it up in the air. Catch one in your mouth. And oh, that. yeah. yeah so. have, have, have your lovely partner... Look across lovingly in your eyes that and just love. pop it in there. That yeah. is love right there, throwing food in each other's mouths. <laughs> right. That is love. Uh, she usually just uh, rears back and, and pings it at my head, so <laughs> I probably should stay away from that. McFly, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm is, doing you good. haven't been on the show for quite a while. It has been a while. It's uh, been a minute. Uh, at least a couple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I missed you guys. It's been, I, I love coming here. I love yeah. hanging out with you guys. Uh, it's just with you know scheduling. and Sure. Uh, you know, we started some new stuff at the brewery, so I've kind of, you guys record on Thursdays and mm-hmm. I kind of have some responsibilities there on Thursdays now. Can so. we tell people Sounds what's going like you on? Need change your priorities. <laughs> I right? do need to work on, well, uh, we started uh, doing a weekly trivia night okay. and it was, you know, pretty much my idea. So I feel like I should be mm-hmm. there to help support it and make sure it's running smoothly until we, it's up off the ground. So uh, it's been going pretty well. We're having a lot of fun with it. And, and my wife and I have kind of turned it into a date night oh, to an nice. extent. Um, you know, we both go up there and hang out and answer trivia questions. It's, yeah. you know, that old, pathetic, middle-aged date night. Do you throw things into each other's mouths? No, that be nice? no, no. She throws <laughs> things at me when I get a question wrong oh, that she thought was – like there have been a couple instances where she had the right answer and mm-hmm. I overruled her. That didn't go over well. Yeah, never so. does. Can can I also just give you guys a shout-out? I I went there the other night and had the pizza – um, man, that pizza's really good. It's pretty I solid. I really enjoy that pizza. Yeah. It looks I, great. Yeah. I had it, yeah, but the pictures. I had, yeah. it, I had it for dinner last night, actually. And even after the 20 minute drive home that I had, it, you know, for it to get cold while mm-hmm. I was driving, it was still, <laughs> it was still good. Well, and I look at it and I'm like, that is nothing. You know, like I could eat that in a minute. Oh, you can. Yeah. But it actually fills you up. And I was like, wow, this is good. I had the, we also have the uh, pretzel bites. Yep. Which were phenomenal. You know what the secret? We toss those in olive oil and garlic before mm. we put the salt, and we make the beer cheese with our Molly's Irish Red. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but the olive oil and garlic is pretty much what makes those pretzel bites. You know, they're quite good. They're they're very it's good. Very poppable, I would say. Yeah, no doubt. And then we had the because uh, we, we took myself, Hussein, Bob, and Jack, my friend. Uh, we went there, and then we split the. Cookies as well. Okay. The pecan cookies. Yeah, well, those are those are night. those are <laughs> unfortunately we're out of those. We used uh, you guys. Have you guys tried the pecan porter? Mm-mm, no. right, we've got a pecan porter, and uh, we use um, I think it's thirteen pounds of roasted pecans in each batch of it. Holy mm-hmm. cow! And when we're done soaking the pecan flavor out of them, we pull that out and we make cookies out of the leftover pecans. Well done, sir. So, and typically when we do that, I think last time we just gave for every pizza you ordered, you got two free cookies or something. Oh, nice. So it well, worked cool. out pretty good. Um, and, you know, the pecans, the pecan porters are great beer. If you're into porters, mm-hmm. definitely go try that beer. Yeah. I'll give it a question. It's that time of year, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question about your trivia night. Yeah. What's like the age range you typically get in there? Uh, I've had as, well, we've got uh, one young lady who is a pretty regular who's 16. Okay. So it's a pretty broad. It's very broad. Very broad. The way we do it is uh, there's six categories per night. 
and there's six questions per category. So you get five regular questions and a bonus question in each category. Usually takes about an hour and a half to run through. Hmm. There's usually usually a a visual category where they put it up on the screen and you have to answer a question based on the visual. And there's usually a music category where he'll play a snippet of the song and you have to identify the song and the Hmm. artist. Okay. The reason I ask is uh, my wife and I went to another brewer down in Charlotte probably four or five months ago. The trivia night was date night. Hey, yep. you know, let's try this. Uh, I was the oldest guy in the room. Okay. And yeah, I did really good on the first round. Like we tie, like there was, we got, we missed one. Mm. I thought, okay, I got this one. I missed one, right? There was a 13-way tie for first place. <laughs> and then I got you nothing the rest of the night. And I'm Ooh. a guy who has a lot of useless knowledge. Okay. I knew none of this stuff, mm. which is it just I was just sitting there drinking the whole night, which wasn't right. terrible. But right, sure. Well, the guy the guy <laughs> we've got running it for us uh, does a really good job. I'm um, I'm very happy with him so far. Um, he does he has a goal in mind when he puts the questions together, and typically with the way the point structure, I think it's 240 possible points. If you get everything right, sure. all the way through, it's like 240 possible points. His goal is for the winning score to be about 195 to 200. Hmm. Okay. So that way, so everybody misses, everybody misses some. Yeah. yeah. So everybody gets some right. Everybody gets some wrong. And he always makes sure there's at least two questions per category that I could probably pull a bum off the street, and he'd have a pretty good shot of getting it right. Gotcha. So Make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it, it works out pretty well. We enjoy it. Um, yeah. This had like some very specific, like if you hadn't seen a TV show, the whole category was all. Well, we, you know, like Parks and Rec or something. Right. You know, now, which I've never watched them. But, it's a great you know, show. And some that. places do theme nights where that would be yeah. the case. Like I know right now uh, the guy that's doing it for us, he also does it for Red Hill a couple times a month, and yeah. they're doing Star Wars right now. Yeah. They're I doing Star Wars I'll night. see you guys later. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> so uh, Just keep hitting record and we'll be good. To go. All right. If you want zero points, just have a, a civics class, basically, trivia. You know, just talk <laughs> about history of the constitutional fail. Actually, you would, you would think that was the case, but we've got a couple of teams. Um, actually, I got a guy that wants to come hang out next time I come. Uh, very into politics and uh, trivia, and he's on one of the teams. He's there every week with his wife and uh, some friends, and he's, you know, if there's a history or a constitutional, he's going to kill it hmm. every time. You just see those videos, the man on the street videos. Mm-hmm. are like, hey, oh, yeah. yeah. Who's this guy? Oh, that's uh, Captain Crunch. No, that's uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, I hate him. Well, you didn't know what he looked like, you know. That would, that would actually be a great segment for you guys to maybe do is like a man, a SFP man on the street. Well, we talked about doing that at the uh, RNC next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, trying to get those tickets. All right. Well, this is something that's happened to me since – well, actually not since because I've talked about it on the show before, but I've – I'm very interested in Andrew Yang. I think mm-hmm. we've all talked about this. Which I think we're planning on talking about him on the later little, on the show. A little bit. But uh, speaking of the RNC, I've registered to be a delegate for Andrew Yang. So if he gets enough votes in the state of Democratic primary in the state of North Carolina, there is a chance that I will be going to the DNC later in 2020. Huh. Why would you want to subject yourself to that? Dude, you know how much fun that would be? My boss has oh, offered to buddy. my boss has offered to buy me a GoPro so he can record all of my interactions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the palate cleanser just got opened up, oh, yeah. and it's just yeah. the just a regular original. original, glaze, original. There's I mean, nothing regular. There's nothing that. regular that about. Yeah, that is so gorgeous. Yeah, the gingerbread. That is the Selma Hayek of donut. Do I need to try that one? Yeah, because gingerbread is one of those things. I said that is the Selma Hayek of donut right there. Yeah, doesn't matter how long it sits there, it still looks good. Is that? 
<laughs> or who, who were we talking about earlier? Uh, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. 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 What were we going to say? Oh, well, like gingerbread's one of those flavors you either love it or you hate mm-hmm. it. And a lot of times it has that yeah. like, spicy on it. It's what a risk. That's why I got the other ones. But. Get the, you know, some, some of them use like allspice or whatever in their stuff, and it's just so overwhelming. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is actually really, really, I really like it. Speaking of things that most people it either actually, like it, it goes or, well with this beer, too. Or hate it. Where are we at on fruitcakes? Am, am I the only one in the room that likes the fruitcake? Uh, Everybody's like about to throw I, up. Okay. I, I, All right. Just no, I just, uh, I, I've I, never had a good one. Like a fresh, like you can make, if you make a whole, like a good right. one. Yeah. I've never been in that place. I mean, I've heard you can buy them out of rum in them, maybe. Right. I, a neighbor <laughs> made some and put rum in it. And she's like, don't eat it now. You got to let it sit for a couple of days. Yes, ma'am. And then cut it. And hey, man, that was fantastic. Huh. I'll be like, honest with you. I've never had fruitcake. Wait, what? Yeah. Huh. I've never had. Interesting. I've had it, but you know, I'm not proud. <laughs> uh, it's, I can say that about many interactions. <laughs> my life. At least you've seen a fruitcake on the shelf, unlike the redneck egg rolls yet that we still get mm. to see. Mythical. Um, well, are you going to be around for New Year's? Yes, I will. I be. will have plenty of collars mm-hmm. for New Year's. Sure. I will make them. I heard that before. That's um, what she said. Can I, <laughs> can I uh, tell you what burns my biscuits? Um, I have become, evidently, without my knowledge, and again, pause. There's little kids in the listening to the show. You may want to turn it down just a little bit because I'm going to use a word that is very reflective of how I feel. I've become a daycare whore, it feels like. Um, the The daycare that uh, Hot Pocket goes to is constantly hitting me up to go sell and hawk their crap. <laughs> Every time I get a message from them, I think, oh, my gosh, Hot Pocket's in trouble. Yes, okay, he is in trouble. But then the next message I get is, uh, oh, by the way, I need you to sell some popcorn for us so that we can raise money for Christmas gifts for the teachers. Wait, what? Why am I doing this? I'm paying you guys a crap ton of money. Do they have the chocolate peanut butter popcorn? Uh, I don't think so, okay. but I'll, I'll go through the yeah, carry on. It'd be way overpriced carry if on. they did. It's so good, though. The other day, I was going to pick him up, and they had people, other people, small businesses, hawking their stuff through the hallway. And it was like an Pop-up Indian. Pop-up vendors. Yeah, yeah. It was like an Indian marketplace going to pick him up. Like, do you, would you like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, Rolex. no, I don't want no, I don't want any of this stuff. <laughs> Guys, yeah, it's a cheap Folex. You have a rag, rug or something you got? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked out of there with some earrings. I thought Jessica would okay, like them or right. not. But what, like, please stop. Every day I'm getting a message. Don't forget, you know, do this for our Easter basket fundraiser thing. I'm like, God, stop for the yeah. love of God. Really? I don't get that much from schools. Yes. Yeah, my son's school, this, this in middle school, not so much, but elementary school was it got to the point where so many parents got frustrated. They just gave you the opt-out option at the beginning of the year. Oh, see, that's And it's perfect. like if you, just write, if you write me a check at the beginning of the year for X amount, we won't bother you for any of this See, stuff. that's perfect. How and much I, is that? I can't remember because it's been a couple of years since he was I at that school. I would do it. But I, that's, I absolutely. Like, if, Never if send you want me, me to, yeah, Don't send me fundraisers. Tell me in August how much to write the check for. Mm-hmm. I'll write you the check and just leave me alone. God bless the bear. But does, that, does that, that? But does that speak to the does that speak to the the school or the daycare cannot properly run a business? Do they have how much is shortfall? You know what I'm saying? I mean, does oh, yeah, that speak yeah. to it? Yeah. Do you I not put that in your budget? Bump the price up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, people. we're already getting 
You know, regular it's not Kohl's. cheap. I know it's oh, not cheap. Oh, daycare. Is cheap yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Y'all, we are in the, the wrong col- business. It's cheaper to send a kid to college, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it is rough. But why am I? I'm paying you all this money, and now I'm asked to give you more money and more money, and it just frustrates me. Burns my biscuits, y'all. I will tell you no, when absolutely. I when I saw that on the. Um, list on mm-hmm. the thing for today that is not where I thought I we were going with that. I understand. I, had, I, yeah. I wish it was a different story, but alas, it is like, not. I was like, man, that sounds like a really interesting daycare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go to our fact check follow-up. Um, I did post a picture. Uh, we had Becky Santoro from Foster Village on uh, the last episode, and I was able to go down and see the Foster Village house. What a great experience that is, a little house where um, parents and foster parents and kids can all go and just have a hangout time. We went there for um, a birthday party, so it was a fantastic little experience. Um, again, if you guys want to volunteer and get your hands dirty, that's probably the wrong word to say, but if you want to get involved in foster cares um, and, and helping that, please check out our friends at Foster Village, uh, fostervillage.com, uh, fostervillagecharlotte.com. Uh, all right, so let's go into some uh, wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Probably a little bit too late, but uh, if you needed a, a – or maybe a New Year party catering, maybe our friends at 1812 Barbecue. Hey, might as well get – they're already putting out the Valentine's decorations. Go ahead and think about Valentine's. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Could you do a Valentine's Day like – Pig oh, roast? Oh, yeah. Why not? That'd be fantastic. That's, maybe we should do like oh. a, a men's Valentine's night. Hey, if, you, if you got a woman that loves barbecue as much as you do, I mean, mm-hmm. that's marriage material. Oh, right? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a woman you keep. That's, a, that's how you check, test that relationship right there. How do you feel about brisket? Yeah. <laughs> I, have a bar, I have a barbecue baby brewing over here. <laughs> that is the great thing about having a four-month-old is uh, – I can tell people that I still have yet lost the baby weight. And the people look at me like, hey, what's going on with that? Uh, all right. So, Marty, one of the episodes that you were on, we had a wacky news story where uh, a, a ruckus broke out in a, in a Walmart. Um, people were getting naked. Is Moms that the, were that was throwing. The, was that the naked kung fu guy and his mom was on the rascal scooter thing? And wouldn't get off. Okay, the, yeah, the rascal yeah, got yeah. arrested. And one of the lines, and we, the theory was they're causing a distraction while somebody else is robbing the Walmart. Right. And then you instantly came out and said, well, that's one hell of a distraction. Which to me is probably the funniest line that we've had. Besides, uh, corn pop was a bad dude. That, need, that needs to be on our, our drops. <laughs> there you go. Um, corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> well, we have a, a kind of similar story that I hate to report. Um, this is coming out of California. Jose Montue, twenty-eight, was taken into custody after an incident at a uh, at a church. Deputies were called to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, there you go. After a fight broke out at around 6 p.m. during a holiday party, um, uh, Clayton told uh, Mon- uh, Clayton said that Monterey's father, who he did not name, had to tri- try to break up a fight between his son and a missionary. Th- that is so unlike every Mormon I've ever met in my life. <laughs> right. I mean, how, how old was the kid? Twenty-eight. I, every Mormon I've ever met in my life were like the sweetest, nicest, most laid back, gentle right. people ever. Sure. I don't know if it's in the Kool Aid they drink or what, but I mean, uh, no, they, they are the nicest people, yeah. though. Yeah. They, well, they, for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's a, I'm no, sure there's a, yeah, there's, the there's a, you know. And they all have the same dress pattern, too, when they pull up on their bicycles. So. 
I think that's a different one. Hey, some, <laughs> some of them are allowed no, to wear – some of them wear blue pants and some of them wear black pants. So it's, you know – now they are navy blue, but still they're <laughs> – Guys, it doesn't. You are allowed to express some individuality. (laughs) It doesn't end there. Uh, But Monterey then allegedly started started punching his father instead of the missionary, and then bit off a one inch piece of his dad's earlobe. He went Tyson on him. He did. Uh, Deputies found Monterey at the church, but they tried to find his dad. His dad actually drove 20 minutes before stopping at a Dollar General store, more than 15 miles from the church, to get this. By super glue, <laughs> the deputies told the father before he could try to glue his ear back on that they were going to call the ambulance. Uh, some folks from the Dollar Tree said, quote, I feel like that would be more of a wartime kind of fix. That's not something you would necessarily do in modern situations, but because you have medicine all around you. Uh, someone else said, at least he's trying to save money by going to the Dollar General. <laughs> Someone's watched too many action movies. Well, tell, me, tell, me, tell me this. Like, <laughs> how, how is it that the Dollar General employee is the most logical one in this whole story? <laughs> mm. um, the, the, the son is being charged with a $100,000 bail, uh, and he's being charged with mayhem. Do you guys actually know what mayhem is? It's those commercials you see on Sundays with the guy riding around in the yeah, back nation, of the car. Was it nationwide? The nationwide. Yeah, yeah. nationwide. Which, yeah. by the way, I love those. Yeah, those, that dude's good. Those, yeah. Yeah. Um, mayhem is actually a felony in California defined as unlawfully or maliciously disfiguring or disabled a person's body. Uh, if convicted, he could face up to eight years in prison or up to $10,000 fine. Wow. You know, I'm going I'm to tell you— I. But you still can crap on the street in San Francisco. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to bite your father's ear? What your father would have done to you? I know what mine would have done to me. I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Look, my dad, my dad is seventy four years old. And I'm still scared. Yeah, of what my dad would do. Sure, one hundred percent. Papa Cliff to this, to this day would bend me over his knee and give me a, give me a few spankings. My mom is four foot nine. If she's lucky. Uh-huh. I'm still scared of that woman. Sure. I'm 42 years old. <laughs> my my dad hit me in the head one time, and it was all it took. <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> oh, so I just thought that was interesting. He decided to super glue his ear back. Um, I, yeah, I I don't I don't get that one. I just like I think I want to party with these Mormons. <laughs> That's how they get down. What was in the eggnog, by the way? Yeah, you think? I think, I think that's just it. They don't drink. That is like uh, totally. That is like they, you think Baptists are teetotalers. No, you got nothing on them. Oh no, no. I mean, yeah. friends, of my friends of mine out in Texas. Um, they used to be in South Carolina. That's where I know them from. I mean, some of the most upstanding individuals I've ever met. I mean, they really took their beliefs and their. I mean, me. I'm people. People look at me. They're like, oh, there's no way you are yeah. Christian. So. But yeah, the Mormons. I mean, they they just did a great job of up, upholding their beliefs. So. One of our first guests was uh, our friend Leif, uh, who's also a Mormon, and man, I love that man to death. So oh, he was great. Yeah. The eighteen twelve barbecue story started over twenty years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. 
Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812-BARBECUE, or call 704-604-5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com, and he'll be glad to help any way he can. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. Guys, this would freak me out. The Sparta Police Department says on December 10th that a woman's dog kept barking at a bedroom closet that evening. The woman and another family member tried to open the closet door but couldn't, and they saw fingers sticking out from inside the door holding it shut. The man identified by police as 32-year-old Kabian Coleman said, ho, 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 while inside the closet. Then he told the family members not to ruin their Christmas surprise if they opened the door. The two family members called 911, and during that time, the intruder left the closet and went to a nearby garage, taking some items before going to a different home. Uh, Police tracked down the footprints in the snow to another garage at a different street. This is where it gets funny. (laughs) Once the officers got the entry code, they pushed the button to open the garage, but immediately noticed someone was inside because he pushed the button to close it. This happened multiple times (laughs) until an officer was able to distract the intruder and get into the garage. Coleman was interested by the officers. I mean, guys, that sounds like a Austin Powers move where you hit the button, it goes up, and it goes back down. I'm, I'm seeing the one where he's trying to turn the car around in the hallway. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but that just – it tickled me so much that they were – they had to distract him. Could, this is SWAT. How could they not get through the garage door without distracting the guy? What, what, uh, how did they distract him? I wish it would say. Maybe they threw some of the gingerbread Krispy Kreme donuts in there and, and distracted them. Uh, maybe yeah. somebody went around a little a little side door with the window <laughs> and started knocking yeah. on it. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, it just up and down, up and down, up and down. And the fact they tracked him down with the footprints in the snow. Uh, Mr. Claw, Mr. your wife's out here. <laughs> you know, you you know from the movies, you got to get a tree branch to cover your tracks sure. in the yeah. snow. Duh. Well, maybe it was knee deep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, so we'll go into some hot topics. Really, uh, our hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. If you want a quality cigar at a reasonable price, check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Um, really, this is our last show of 2019. So I kind of wanted to do a recap, if we could, of all 45 shows. Buckle up, Hey, folks. we were pretty consistent this we year. We did 45 shows with this one airing. would be 45. So we did, we did pretty good. What do you guys think? That's pretty impressive, actually. Not too bad. I, mean, I barely I barely worked 45 days this year. So. <laughs> you win. <laughs> um, so we won't recap it, but we'll kind of recap as we go through some of our, our memories. What are some of the best memories that you guys have had on the show for this 2019 season? And I sure hope you guys thought about these before. I, I, I got one while y'all are thinking. Sure, go ahead. I love the Vince Coakley episode. I absolutely loved hanging out with Vince Coakley that mm. night. That was a great night. Yeah, super yeah. nice guy. Great dude. Great voice of the up, yeah, uh, yeah, know, yeah. in North Carolina and also the upstate of South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. And just great insight on some stuff. It was just a it was a fun conversation. I, I really like that I would voice over my eulogy. Oh, yeah. I think he would do a great job of that. He, he's, sure. he's not quite James Earl Jones good, but he's in the oh, – he's, 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 he's like he's right there. He's got a great he does. Mm-hmm. voice yeah. for radio. Yeah. yeah. 
one of mine, um, the best thing that I think that happened to our show for 2019 is producer Brian uh, jumped on the, the bandwagon. The same thing. Oh, uh, thank you, oh, guys. Sorry. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, I was going to say I appreciate, you know, being able to come alongside you guys. Uh, I started like in March or something. Uh, yeah. With taking over some of the audio duties, but it's been it's been a fun ride. Yeah. Sure. Uh, best moments. Um I think seeing you cry a couple of episodes. Thank God. <laughs> Why you got to be like that? Well, because, uh, you know, it, it It just, I think listening to the audio part of it, it gives a glimpse into the person that we know and love. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So here, hmm, for 79 cents a day, yeah. <laughs> you too can sponsor big. <laughs> I need a sponsor. Hmm. AA's hiring. Yeah, I, th- I think that. And, um, I mean, just so many great guests. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it could be someone who, for like, for example, Foster Village or mm-hmm. um, just some, you know, one of the guests. Just hearing stories is what makes people pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it could be someone that, you know, works a full-time jo- job during their 40, but they have something outside that sort of very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I, I really love hearing those stories. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed the bourbon trail that we went on this year. Mm. Um, next year we'll include producer Brian as part of the show. Um, so I'm, I really enjoyed. I uh, hope we can do a show on the road. Oh yeah. I think that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we have the equipment now that we can. So we actually, for the show, we've got a lot of new equipment. Uh, we've got a new studio. We moved uh, to a different studio. Um, Matching tattoos. We did. Don't ask us where, um, but we've, we've, Gone a long way for the show, so we've done some cool stuff. We got trademarked this year for yeah. the show, so that was yeah. a good good thing. Um, any of the uh, the best guests that come to mind? You say Vince Coakley. Was there anyone one else that kind of came to mind? I got to look back at the list. Yeah, again. sure. I'm sorry, I looked at it earlier. Yeah, I'm going through the podcast directly <laughs> right now. I think for for me, one of my favorite <clears throat> guests, just because I know he he holds a huge torch. In the podcast world is when we had Jim Harold on from um, uh, Campfire Stories, from the Paranormal Podcast. The fact that he's got such a huge reach and we had him on the show, I thought was huge. Um, huge, as uh, Trump said. Huge. I don't have that. Man. Um, I will say, too, just a teaser, we've got some pretty big names coming up for next year. So I'm really excited to have uh, have some some guests on that also carry some clout and carry a big stick in their respective field. So The greatest can... president that God ever created. I, I heard Trump is going to be on next year. Definitely. I don't, I don't we're, know. We're not trying. saying. But I just heard a rumor. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Any, any special guests? Uh, um, I, I, I always enjoy having our local businesses on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Marty's always become a fan favorite and our, one of our favorites. Yep. Um, Chris from Red Hill because – these guys are passionate about what they do, so you get to dive into a little bit further. Like, you know, everyone knows, oh, craft beer. I got to drink that because that's better than, you know, the uh, domestic Miller, Miller lattes, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> everybody – and you find out why, and then you find out why their story is. And I just enjoy – like Cities for Life, mm-hmm. you hear why they do what they do, and they're passionate about it. And a lot of people probably go, you know what? I don't think I could do that, but I can do something else. I'm passionate mm-hmm. about. I, mm-hmm. I, I love inspirational stories. Um, if it's from health and wellness to something spiritual to, you know, 
some of our things we enjoy, cigars to, you know, bourbon or uh, beer. I mean, just things. Yeah. It's just it's just interesting to to get into someone's head of why they do what they do. Yeah. Okay. And that's the reason why we listen to podcasts. That's the reason why I, I want to do this podcast is, yeah, we're stupid. But if we can inspire someone to do something or even inspire them not to do what we do, <laughs> it's still inspiration. <laughs> right. Um, I think, like you said, hearing people's stories, like we met uh, Alan McCoy from Hook, Line, and Heroes and, and Eric Line from 1812 BBQ. They became partners of the show because they were connected uh, through uh, through Leon, through other people, and we uh, partnered with Leon. So having those guys and hearing their stories as well, driving the Tesla from the 773 oh, awesome. Foundation yeah. Oh, yeah. was amazingly fun. Um Tim Jones, that was a good one. Yeah. I was, I'm just looking at that one yep. here. I was just about to say that. <laughs> you got starstruck when we met him in Kentucky. That I was did. awesome. Yeah. I did. I get starstruck so easily. I, I, get, I did the same thing with I Vince know, when we went, to the, <laughs> we went to inside the studio. <laughs> uh, it was, it's awesome watching that because I wish I had that. Just like I have secondhand embarrassment, you get uh-huh. starstruck. So. Yeah. It's like I'm going to Disneyland, you know, and that I see somebody famous. I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. I saw you model on QVC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you get Star Trek with like D list celebrities. Anybody that's ever been on radio oh, or TV. Lower than D list. Yeah. Uh, like no. he, he, had a, he had a man crush on The Weatherman. That's one of my no. first stories I enjoyed. <laughs> Mo- moder- you say moderately famous TV personalities from like. Public access. <laughs> Could be the call screener from like a PBS, uh, you know, safe PBS telethon. We went uh, to the Today Show a couple years ago, and I still remember the cameraman's name was Jimmy. And I was like, man, Jimmy's a cool dude. Uh, <laughs> just because he, he got to hang out with, you know, Al and at that time, Matt Lauer and yeah. all those guys. So mm, yeah. Matt, Matt thought he was a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> a little too good. Yeah. What if he had any just side? Work? What if he did any side work for Matt? Just don't close the. Yeah. Just don't close the office door behind you when you go to Matt. Yeah. Oh boy. Did you have any guests that you that uh, stuck out well, to you? You know, I, the the live shows were the, mm. the ones we did on location were yeah. a lot of fun. I felt like you know we did Hunter House uh, with oh, Matt yeah. Doherty. That was a really cool conversation. Uh, basketball coach turned CBD salesman. Uh, and <laughs> Southern Strain was a great experience, yeah. you know, doing Red Hills opening, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like getting out where the people are, that stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah, cool. We'll definitely be doing that more. And then I promise to our SFP insiders, we'll get some more content out at Commoners. We'll be out there. Uh, absolutely. That was, that was a fun night. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the pilot of the remote equipment, I believe. <laughs> right, so yeah. we were working some bugs out. <laughs> yeah, <it worked. laughs> we, uh, drank, we drank a lot of Good beer that night, I think. I think so. And uh, but yeah, I would definitely like to. I mean, I'd love to do that once a month if you guys were yeah. up for it. I okay. think it would be a lot of fun. I love, fun. I love we, an open open form of where, expression. Yeah, yeah, where we don't have to, um, I guess, uh, self censor or edit. <laughs> That's right. I don't think I don't think producer Brian's fingers quite fast enough. To, <laughs> no, I, I do it in post. <laughs> I, I just had the the mental uh, picture when you said that your free form expression is I'm going to get a, a duct tape Krispy Kreme donut and put it on the wall out there. Ooh, how much will we sell that for? <laughs> 120. It, it won't last long enough to get all shit off. <laughs> somebody, um, be, somebody be licking the icing off the duct tape. <laughs> Brandon, get off of that. What about the best gravy? Any uh, we did some some good gravy tastings. Any any ones that stood out to you the most? When it comes to sausage gravy, I am still a basic, you know, mm-hmm. like the ones who 
try to over incorporate other ingredients that don't need to be in basically a sausage milk flour gravy. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are nice, mm-hmm. but when I eat sausage biscuits and gravy, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I that's what I want. Yeah, I, I don't need all the accoutrements that they throw into it. So, for my money, fast food mm-hmm. still Bojangles. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then uh, I would say not fast food here in Concord is Maple Street Biscuit Company. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? A little cayenne in there. It's a little spicy. Mm-hmm. It is so a little spicy. I could, just, I could just eat like a Yeti cup of that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm still a sucker for breakfast time. Um, that biscuit gravy there I think is legit. I haven't been there. I'm telling you, it's some good stuff. Have you had been well, the, the, time? I, there's one I, I, yeah, the, there's one right by the brewery. Yeah, uh, it, the hard part is getting in there during yeah. my time schedule. Yeah, because there's usually a wait. Mm. Um, and this is an, I'm going to throw out a non biscuit related gravy. Okay, Christos right down here on that's uh, a little mom and pop place. They're uh, chicken fried chicken with gravy. Oh, oh. milk gravy. Okay, yeah. Huh. Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> to give that a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Can we, For can science. we taste <laughs> the other gravies? It's not like a breakfast, like a biscuit and gravy gravy. Can we, like, chicken fried chicken yeah, gravy? A gravy flight or something? Yeah. Can we oh. can we do that? We ought to put that, that on. I mean, I mean, yeah. Why not? It's not okay. a controlled substance. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying it, it comes out on a platter, and the chicken is about the size of the plate. Mm-hmm. There's this big Where's slab this place of— again? I need to— uh, It's on— um, Crisco's? Yeah, you? Christos, Christos, Monte uh, Christos. 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 Little, no, I was thinking no, like the, the count of um, <laughs> what is it? Branchview. It's on Branchview. Okay. And uh, you're chicken, pointing this chicken direction. Fried steak, Branchview is like, way the other way. No, we're in a room with no windows. Give me a break. That is true. So, but yeah, I mean, I, the reason it sticks out is I just came there. For, that's where I had dinner tonight. So oh, okay, it sticks right. out. It's uh, I mean, it's, bring it's best yeah. to, I mean, I brought donuts. Where's the? I didn't realize. I did not realize we were doing the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes out on a platter. That's like I said, the chicken's hammered and about as big as the platter, and mm. covered in mashed potatoes and gravy. It's more breading than actually chicken. By the time they pound oh, yeah. it out, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's still yeah. so good. Oh, that's yeah. one of those foods that like I've never, I've only had it good. Not in a restaurant, maybe one time. Yeah, like, there was no one in my family ever really made it. Mm. Well, I think in order to do that right, you've got to have one of the really big deep fryers where you can just drop it, fry, flash fry it. Mm. Well, to, to do it right, be honest with you, is, is they machine the chicken breast out. Like you actually have a machine that you can throw the chicken breast through or the steak through, and it flattens actually pounds it. it out and flattens it. Really? So yeah, and it's usually the once well, I get thin, yeah. If yeah. Uh, any restaurant that does chicken fried chicken or chicken fried steak. If if they're not do if it's not coming in pre frozen, mm-hmm. I, I question just because it's just so much easier to buy it that way, mm-hmm. even though it's better homemade. But but still though, I, I don't care if it's frozen, fresh, whatever. That's kind of a guilty pleasure, especially yeah. if you can if you can. Uh, I, I get creative with mine. I'll actually fold mine over like a quesadilla and throw all my my sides in it, Ooh. and just just go to town. Oh, oh just buddy. load that with mashed taco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's 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 uh that's a uh, keto approved, right? Pizza, uh, only whatever. on Sundays. I've <laughs> <laughs> already blown that with the duck, uh, the stupid the donuts. Se- the, You're seven, welcome. the seven donuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's like six days worth of carbs right oh. there. Mm. You gonna I, start crashing here soon? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, best bourbon of 2019 that we've had. I had this, I know, producer Brian's Whoa. got yeah. his eyes bugging out. I, of I forget most of them, you know. Yeah. After I drink the first eight. I've been, um, I opened up the Cream of Kentucky uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, The Old Forester Single Barrel, 
big fan of that one as well. So those are probably the two for this year that I'm really dialed into. I also like the peanut butter whiskey, but that's not technically bourbon. I'm going to go with, um, and I know this sounds kind of sentimental and I could care less, but anytime I've been around you guys at these, at the downtown cigar bourbon club, I think that's the best whiskey or best bourbon, just because it's cool. You get Mm -hmm. to enjoy it. You get to talk to people, uh, meet new people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get to the opportunity to, you're tasting the same thing. Maybe they are and kind of figure out what the differences are. So that's probably my favorite. It's a cool experience. It is. Absolutely. It is. Uh, I say one of my favorite new bourbons that you turned me on to was the Doc Porter's oh, here yeah. at local. Um, I've really, I really enjoyed mm. that. I will second that. The first time I had that was one of the uh, the young um, the oh, guitar player. That? That oh, was Patrick yeah. Lilly. Patrick Lilly. Yeah, that, was, that was the show yeah. where you made the joke. So. Yeah. Yeah. He brought us a bottle. <laughs> is, that the, is that the, that's a hell of a discussion. Yeah, that was, that was, the, that was it. Go. That was the show. I guess I had too much bourbon that night. I don't know. But uh, yeah, actually. one of those shows too. Um, yeah, my, my boss actually bought me a bottle of that for my birthday. I, oh, nice. I took some to the I took some to an office gathering and he liked it so much that uh, my birthday rolled around. He bought me a bottle of it. So awesome. It's, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that one this year. Very for sure. cool. Also, 1792, uh, single uh, and foolproof. I really like those yep. two. I have a. Very, almost empty bottle of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, we talked about this so much on the show's uh, best chicken sandwich. Guys, I'm going to – so I had to do more and more research on this one <laughs> over and over and over again. And mm. I put the Popeyes next to the Chick-fil-A. No sauces were included because I needed to go straight just out of the bag. Pure science here. Yep. I have to say I still – I like the Popeyes just with no sauce – than the Chick Fil A. Just threw that out there. You might get excommunicated. Well, this is the last show. Thanks, that's Jesus guys. Is Chris, that's <laughs> Jesus's <laughs> chicken sandwich breaking up. <laughs> this is a serious finale. <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still Chick Fil A because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like the Popeyes. Right. In fact, I thought about buying two Chick Fil A chicken breasts and then sandwiching the Chick Fil uh, the Popeyes chicken breast in between it, just kind of like doing mm. a triple decker chicken. Oh. I've thought about Good doing Lord. that. Just be, yeah, just because uh, I I don't think Popeyes actually seasons their flour. Mm. It's just a tempura batter. I mean, I like the crunchiness of it because you know Chick Fil A just doesn't have any type of breading or extra crunchies or anything like that. Mm. There's no crunchy to Chick Fil A yeah. at all. But I I, I just enjoy the yeah, Chick Fil A. That steamer bag they put it in takes all the. It mm. does. It does like absorbs all the moisture from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, my my mine would still be Chick Fil A. Uh, one of the things though, I, I did order three at the same time. Uh, it was for me, uh, hot pocket and, and Jess, whatever you say. <clears throat> so <laughs> hot pocket and Jess were out of, out of the state, but I wanted to head and just order three. But, but here's the truth. Uh, two of them were the actual fillets. One of them, I guess they ran out of fillets and threw the, uh, tenders, or the tenders on oh, it. Oh, that's so chintzy. I was like, ah, you, you got, got me on me. that one. Yep. So. Be uh, buyer beware when you go through Popeyes. So you may not same? actually no. The tenders are different. Uh huh. Right? Yep. Yep. Well, just you know, the good thing it about didn't have it, the, both the both restaurants are the same. You know, I mean, you get such hospitality at Popeyes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so clean. Yeah. You know, that's it's funny. I yes, the Chick Fil A Popeyes chicken sandwich thing. I think they're both good. They're both fast food. Sure. But the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. It was from a little place in my hometown called Evans Barbecue. Mm-hmm. And all they, you, they called it barbecue, but honestly, everybody went there for the fried chicken. Nobody mm-hmm. went there for the barbecue. And there's a little, a little brown shack 
off a dirt driveway off a main road. And I took two college buddies there. We went home to visit. And I was like, hey, we're going to go get a chicken sandwich. And these two guys are thinking, oh, we're going to get a Chick-fil-A. So mm-hmm. get a chicken sandwich. I pull in this brown sh- two-story shack that still has a wood stove in it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I go in, I say, I need three chicken sandwiches. And they hand you the little styrofoam foldable container. Mm-hmm. And they handed me three of them. I won't go out and hand them. You got to eat on the hood of your car because mm-hmm. there's no seating to sit and eat. <laughs> nice. And I'm handing them, they open up the boxes. It's a chicken, a bone-in chicken breast and two pieces of Wonder White bread. Oh, and they're, wow. looking, they're looking at me like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Build your own chicken sandwich. And I, I said, I said, just bite it. Just shut up and bite it. Mm. And they were like, oh, my God, this is the best chicken I've ever put in my mouth. Is this place still open? <laughs> it is, but they have since torn down the shack, and it's now a little diner-type place. They, they've now made it DHEC compliant. Exactly, <laughs> yep. <laughs> is it the same, though? It's not as good as it used yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. But now, in their defense, the guy that did most of the cooking when I was growing up and when I was in college mm-hmm. is no longer with us. He's since mm-hmm. passed on to cook chicken for God. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <laughs> Maybe he's passed the Jesus recipes. I guess, but that was the best. That is the best chicken I've ever put in my mm. mouth. My grandmother fried a hell of a chicken, but she did come close to that. I mean, wow. that was, and those guys, they were looking at me, like I said, like I had three heads. I was like, just shut up and bite it and you'll be okay. Man, mm. it hit their mouth. And they're like, oh my God. Every good. hometown has, well, I should say every, most people have hometowns yeah. that have that one restaurant. You're mm-hmm. like, this is it. This yeah. is the icon yeah. of the city. You don't go there. You don't, yeah. you're, you're like, you know, the, you, you walk in and you're like there might be a health grade hanging somewhere yeah in you know <laughs> yeah, some, some of them aren't even known for their food they're just yeah. known for their ambiance and atmosphere yeah. what they rep- represent for that community like we have a hot dog joint in my hometown it ain't the best hot dog but mm. you know i my grandfather went there took my dad my mm. dad took me there yeah i took my daughter there it's just a, one of those generational experiences yep yeah we got a barbecue place like that too that you know that that's the other place i go every time i go home i go by there and get some it's not the greatest barbecue in the world, but it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty, you can excuse yourself from the next one. Um, best brewery hey. on the on the on the reverse side. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's a two page document. <laughs> I think I went to three breweries this year, four actually. Okay. Um, I think Southern Strain just knocked it out of the park for me. I've been to other breweries. Every I liked every single thing that came out of that tap, mm-hmm. and that's not something you can say about. For me, for my palate, right? That I mean, let me sit back there all day. Yeah, pour, pour beers. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. We actually went uh, Sunday to go um, get the food there because now the yeah the brunch the, the hot kitchens. box yeah I did uh, two weeks ago. I was there for that. Yeah, I'll say slightly overpriced. It's a food. I mean, it's an inside food truck. It's gonna be, yeah. I'm just saying, slightly overpriced. Anyway, but the beer, the brewery, I thought was fantastic. Um, some of Chris' stuffs that were uh, at Red Hill, where he's changed the the recipe up a lot, taste fantastic yeah, to me as his well. Beers were awesome so, great. Um, hey, I enjoyed that as well. We have yet to make Armored Cow, so that's that's one we should go to. Ojo, favorite brewery? Can't I can't give that because okay. every I. I I could probably pinpoint something exciting about every one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Southern Strain. I really enjoyed the historical impact they had on that, that building. Mm-hmm. I also did enjoy their beer. Mm-hmm. I, I get been back since just due to work constraints, but um, everything we did try there, mm-hmm. great, phenomenal. Um, you can, also, their passion and pride, you know, Ford's uh, passion and pride with that. I know this is a cop out. But, no, no. Um, I think you're right. It's probably... Every, yeah. Everybody has something 
that they're best at. Yeah. Um, so. Red Hill, uh, Chris has done a, Chris is very passionate. Too. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can meet Chris and be like, I, he might like <laughs> he beer. Like, I mean, kinda, kinda. Um, but like the, uh, the Dolomite, the uh, Cherry Stout, mm-hmm. we tried was great. Um, some of his new releases or revisions of his, his, what kind of cut his teeth on some of these beers mm-hmm. he's cut his teeth on. The revisions have been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a great, uh, thing for especially people that have been there for a long time, they get to kind of experience that kind of growth mm-hmm. and how he brews and yeah. um, how he, you know, uh, just develops his product. Um, Marty's here. Um, I've enjoyed the pizza. <laughs> I've also enjoyed the, uh, oh man, the new English style or the English ale. What's the name of that? Oh, the Irish the or London, the London, London has Rising? fallen. London yeah, has fallen. Lo- yeah. Man, I, I've, yeah. I've drank a, a few. Is that named after the movie? Uh, honestly, I was not there when that movie, when that was named. Oh, really? But I, uh, I would, I would assume it I never probably saw it. is. Yeah. Um, Gerard Butler, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I was not there for the naming of that beer, but I'm sure it probably had something to do with it. Yeah. Oh, it's not Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> no, the the English ales um, mm-hmm. to that limb with him or lime with him. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I enjoyed that one too. Oh, I, me too, because it's like it's in a summertime beer. So yeah, really it's definitely a summertime yeah. beer. Yeah, uh, but just some experiences. I've you know had a chance to go to. Um, can I remember the name of the brewery, uh, brewery now? <laughs> it was but, that good? Yeah, I went to a couple in Asheville. I actually visited one in Cincinnati while I was there. Um, mm-hmm. Raleigh has a, a couple of really good breweries. I've been there every time I go up there and make an excuse to go by. So, I mean, there's so many. They, and the cool, like I said, the cool thing is also when their employees buy into it, mm-hmm. buy into that vision, it's just been, I think, a phenomenal experience. Yeah. Can I can I change mine? When I was thinking about it, I think uh, Town Branch, the Kentucky oh. Ale, I just love their beer. I love it. That's probably that's gonna be luckily. My I, I sweet talked the lady a couple times where she actually gave me free couple free pours. Oh, nice! Remember that? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they had they crushed it. Yeah, they especially tequila barrel aged beer. We're <laughs> right. like, this is gonna be horrid. Yeah. And they're like, wow, mm. this is actually phenomenal. It's Nailed actually it. yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'd love to do a Gosa that's tequila barrel aged. I think that would be you know, oh, a what now? A Gosa style. Oh beer yeah. With I the thought te- you said a ghost. I thought they I do. Thought that like, like, wait, what? Of course that would I, be phenomenal. I uh, think. Yeah. That could be some fun. We want to do a mojito. 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 If you're in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or check out his new website at WatchmanCigars.com or the sponsor section of our website. Uh, all right, next one. Most entertaining politician. I, mean, I don't think you can. What well, was a bad dude? <laughs> I can't get. Oh, dude, I, I, can I have some fun with this one? Go ahead. Sure. I, I I don't know who the most entertaining politician is. I I I, I almost want to say it's like a five hundred and forty way tie. Oh, God, great. <laughs> 
Um, I was watching some of the coverage over the last few days, and we truly have the government we deserve. Sure. No, I'll give you that. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know who's, I mean, Maxine Waters is one of my personal favorites. Low IQ Maxine. <laughs> I love Maxine Waters. James Brown's sister. Um, <laughs> she's... It looks looks like well, I can't say that. This is a family show. Family show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, between her, Maxine Waters, and Sheila Jackson Lee. Oh uh, well, and Adam Shift. Adam Shift looks Shifty like the, Shift. He looks like the guy that couldn't get get a date in high school, so now he's just pissed off at the whole world. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's also me. He looks like someone if you were to. I don't know. He looks like a pimple that's about to be popped. Oh my! I, just, I don't know. Goodness. I, just, I don't know. He, he's he. I, now I think he's great. Pimples he, that need he, to be he has a great radio voice. I like his, but he's he's I don't know. I, I, Shifty Shift is probably a perfect nickname for the guy. Um, I think uh, I, I called him Shift Stain. Shift Show. <laughs> oh. See what yeah. he did there. But I, I think AOC has, sure. has oh. give has given so many gifts this year. She is the gift that keeps on yeah, giving and, all year long. The, you know. Awesomely, we still have her next year for a whole full round of gifts. Oh, dude, we got her for the rest of our lives. She will never lose an election in that district. Oh, I mean, Nancy Pelosi herself said it. You could put a D next to a dead dog in that district, oh, and it's going to no win. <laughs> you could take some of the stuff from Nancy Pelosi's district and actually put it on the concrete <laughs> in AOC's district, and it'd probably win. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you and, know, honestly, the Republicans are not much any more inspiring. Oh, no. I, I mean, I, some of the. I mean, the. Trump is not the easiest guy in the world to defend. I get that. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, these guys are trying themselves into pretzels trying. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and- I don't have to really get into specifics. <laughs> I, I, I do give, uh, I do give credit to Trump on this. He is the ultimate troll master. Oh, sure. I, he is. <laughs> 100%. Is there any more donuts left? Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, uh, you know. Watch his next meme that he posts and just watch people lose their minds. I mean, from the, the Trump Balboa. Oh, and I, I mean, just oh, the Thanos. Lose. Did you guys see the Thanos? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. People were lo- Don Lemon, I literally think Don Lemon lost like five years off his life, the way he reacted to that. <laughs> uh, he was, I mean, I, I thought he was going to have an aneurysm on live television. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, I like, if, I like I've said it a million times, we have 300 plus million people in this country, and these are the these are the cream of the cream of the crap of uh, what we elect. But also, I agree, this is what we elect. This is what we deserve. And I'm hoping to talk about some issues on another show and the repercussions of elections. And this is what we get. You know, Nancy Pelosi's been, you know, Nancy Pelosi's been in the office now for, what, 38 years? Yeah. And she came over on the Mayflower. And people were like, wow, she's stupid. $1.3 trillion. <laughs> she was waiting tables at the Last Supper. Oh, <laughs> something. But, God, I mean, these are the people we elect. And, and, and the best politician just every uh, – Lindsey Graham had a couple moments this year. And I hate Lindsey. I don't hate him. I don't know him personally, but I'm from the state of South Carolina. He's a diaper stain of South Carolina. And he had a couple brilliant moments, you know, from uh, Cory Booker to the I am Spartacus moments to uh, just so many things. Because our leaders are stupid. Our politicians (laughs) are stupid. I think people in foreign countries go, you know what? Hollywood is such a great export industry for, you know, for the U.S. I think any 
person who turns on the TV from a foreign country and just watches our news will be highly entertained with that. <laughs> no, I think we just offer comedy. Well, I mean, I think that's what it's all about. I mean, our politics isn't politics anymore. The the policies are written by think, ta- think tanks in D.C. that are funded by multinational corporations for their benefit. And the politicians are funded by the same multinational corporations. So they're going to pass the laws that come out of these think tanks that benefit the money, that keep the money flowing to yeah. them. And all this other stuff is just a distraction to keep people like you, me, talking about how stupid they are. Plus, Keeping us know, blinded to what's really going on. And, I, and I'm willing to bet that. 99% of the people that actually put the stuff through to bills and stuff to pass don't even actually read this stuff. Like oh. I said, it comes through these think tanks. And, you know, we've we've seen this multiple times now with Obamacare and uh, Patriot Act, things like this. Well, you must vote it through. Then we can read it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> what? Hold on. We have to pass it to find out what's in it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a stool sample to me. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Line 43, Vanilla Ice is now president. Wait, what? Hey, hey. What? Ice Ice Baby. The national anthem is now Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Um, yeah. Classic. Which is a classic, yeah, by the way. Great. Um, I love me some Corn Pop was a bad dude. I can't get enough of that all Corn day. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Biden, Biden offers. Oh, gosh. He, my secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. False victim to Biden just because he gives him the most cringeworthy <laughs> moments. And then also you interview the guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's he's just he's gold. Yeah. Can you imagine the debate between Trump and Biden? Can you imagine what that would be like? I I, I mean, the sound bites that are going to come out of that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who do, who do we who do we end up thinking? All right, here we are sitting in December. It's not turned twenty twenty yet. Who do we think are going to be the final contenders? Corn pop, because uh, he's a bad dude. Uh, no, I think Trump obviously, and then I think Clinton's going to make her way into it. Ooh, dark horse category rematch. I, I think it's, like it's coming. Starcade eighty five all over again. Mm. <laughs> cage uh, match. I say Trump Clinton cage match. Go for it. Ooh. That'd be good. Maybe that's how we do politics. Celebrity death oh, match. Yeah. Yeah, oh, celebrity yeah. death match. How about we have them, you know, give them two pistols like in the old days. Give them two pistols, have them march out 20 and turn around who's standing. Right, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the old days, that's how leaders were chosen. They just right. fight to the death and the dude that got up and walked away was have the dude. Have you guys not watched Hamilton? Nah, you know what I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I've I, I spent a lot of time keeping up with this stuff. I I think right now odds on is have to be Biden. Uh, followed by Sanders on the Democratic side. Um, I think Warren has had her time in the sun. and She's she, one of the most unlikable people oh my. running right now. But she's great on Saturday Night Live. I think her next career could be the SNL. She is like, <laughs> she is, might be one of the most least genuine people. I mean, it's, mm. it's like somebody programmed her. Pandering. She yeah. pan, she's oh, the like, queen of pandering, though. I mean, I mean, you love him or I mean, love him or hate him. Bernie Sanders, I truly believe, and I, I believe in my heart that he believes everything oh, he says. Absolutely, he's I mean, a no. genuine. Oh yeah. No, I think he's a genuine because he's been saying this crazy stuff for forty years. He was in. He was getting drunk in Russia in the eighties, <laughs> shirtless, singing Russian songs. Yeah. there's but videos of that. If he believes that, then why isn't he doing it? That's the thing that gets me with all the politicians because he gets paid. Well, what? no, no, he believes what he believes because he's the elite of that movement. He's an oligarch. 
Yeah. Yeah. The the elite of that movement always ends up with that kind of stuff. Socialism is for is basically yeah. a system for the top one percent. Yeah. It's just the other ninety nine are equally miserable. That's right. <laughs> Race to the bottom. <laughs> The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub, and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812barbecue, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812barbecue. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812barbecue, or call 704-604-5148, or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com, and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Uh, all right. Well, let's go into, actually, we'll just go into to your segment. We were going to have uh, Mike from boldjet.com. Boldjet. Boldjet. Uh, he was unable to make it. Uh, if you want to go to an NCAA uh, bowl game, go to our friends at bowljet.com. Uh, he was uh, missed his, not missed his flight. His flight was delayed, so he's going to jump on the phone with us, but he's not there. But you can check out all their uh, packages out there. Fantastic prices, fantastic packages. My wife and I, we bought our Belk Bowl tickets this past week, so we're excited to go to that. Um, but anyway, go go check out our friends at bulljet.com. We have them every year to kind of talk about those, but unfortunately they weren't able to make it. So, uh, Marty, talk about Yang Gang and all the things. This, this oh, yeah. is all yours now. Well, you were, you're uh, talking about who the Democratic nominee is going to be. And, you know, like I said, I've become a big fan of Andrew Yang. $1,000 a month for everyone. $1,000 a month does for everyone. Does he say anything else besides that? He does. He's actually got okay. more policy proposals on his website than any other candidate. He's got over 120 policy proposals on his website. He needs to say that because all I hear is $1,000 well, for everyone. Well, that's because they only give him 32 seconds of speaking time. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> so, um, Use it wisely. I'm not, I'm not saying I support everything he's about. Uh, I go back to the genuine thing. Um I do feel he is the most genuine person mm. running on either side. Um, I feel like he's the kind of person that could come sit down in this room and be very comfortable just having a beer with us and talking about life mm. and throwing a couple of policy proposals in at the same time. Mm. Um, so I've enjoyed just kind of following what he's done. The guy's gone from nobody knowing who he is. He's now polling in some polls 6% nationally, mm. which for perspective in 1992, that's exactly where Bill Clinton was polling at this point in the process. Oh, wow. And it's exactly where John Kerry was polling at this point in the process in 2004. Huh. So 60 days out of Iowa, they were both in the right yeah. there in that area. Hmm. You guys remember uh, how, or, uh, Lieberman, Joe Lieberman? <laughs> yeah. Yep. He was head of John Kerry in 2004 at this point. Remember Howard Dean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also ahead of John Kerry at this point in 2004. Yeah. Wow. So he yeah. he's, may have... He may have a shot. He's uh, He's... He raised $2 million last week, which is on par with the upper echelon of the candidates. Hmm. 
So he's, he's well, how about you? He's uh, he's making a run at it. I don't think I don't think he's going to win the nomination. I would love to see it because you want to talk about a debate that would be fun. Andrew Yang and Donald Trump. Yeah, that would be intelligent. That would be that would be I think out of TV. all the candidates. I think um, that would probably be the most. You know, I think he. Oh man, I don't know how to put this without sounding. It would be the most intellectual debate there without a go. doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and and obviously Trump would not be doing the heavy lifting in that conversation. And I think, I, <laughs> but also just as a, as a caveat, I think a Tulsi, oh yeah, Trump conversation would be outstanding as well. I think yes. that'd be my second favorite. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I think she's the second most genuine candidate on the Democratic side. Exactly. Um, um, I do. I do follow her quite closely. I would careful. love. I would love to see a Yang Gabbard ticket either way, hmm. top bottom, whatever. Careful, but, it's a finish show. She is a smoking hot woman. I oh yeah, you know, she's a very attractive young lady. Yeah, I'd send your emails to bring it on, <laughs> Mojo, <laughs> Mojo and SFP Radio. No, I'm just but, kidding. Uh, and she's. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of her. Um, trying to get us out of the interventionist wars and stuff that we've been uh-huh. involved in Regime for change, most of my yeah. lifetime. Mm. Um, you know, we, we're borrowing trillions of dollars to go blow stuff up and then build it, rebuild it, just because it's profitable for multinational corporations who write our government policy. $1.3 trillion. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty, pretty close. That's what we spent on Afghanistan. Was it really? Yeah, mm-hmm. we spent over a trillion dollars to do nothing for 20 years other than get people killed. Wow! If you actually, if you look at the statistics on Afghanistan, one point three, one point three trillion seems like a lot, but actually, if you break it down per second, how much we've spent in Afghanistan, it is actually mind boggling. Mm. I mean, it makes you actually put your perspective because that's kind of like common people money, mm-hmm. you know, like oh twenty thousand dollars a second or whatever. You're like, wow! Oh, and you know me. what the number one export of Afghanistan is? Opium. Opium. Huh? Oh, yeah. The heroin. Kind of, kind of putting two and two together. Yeah. Drug cartels in Mexico pushed that right across the border where immigration and, huh, awful lot of money. I see your, I see the squirrel spinning in your Wasn't in your there, wasn't there a, a conspiracy theory that Bush was smug, that was like his oh, business? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was one of the conspiracy theories is that they were smuggling the CIA opium. planes yeah. or, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And honestly, they were smuggling them back in the caskets of mm-hmm. dead soldiers. Well, but, yeah. but why not? I mean, why, I mean, I know we're getting all again. That's a, that's a that is one of the that's yeah, an Alex that's Jones SFB radio. That's an Alex Jones insiders. episode well, but, right I mean, there. But why, but why not think that? Because you know that actually in the eighties, <laughs> actually in the late eighties, the CIA actually was indicted and actually admitted to funneling crack cocaine into L A. Cocaine going to inner cities. Yeah. So CIA actually was popped for doing that. Whoa! Anybody who anybody who wants to look at the story, look up. Uh, the real, uh, real freeway, Rick Ross. Yeah, he's actually the guy who actually took the U.S. government to uh, trial, even though he spent decades in prison for his his part in it. But he actually, wow. hey, the yeah. CIA and U.S. government actually died at that. So yeah, it was that was a that was insane because they spent the '80s pumping drugs into inner cities, uh, poor poor inner city neighborhoods, and then they spent the '90s. Locking up, trying to clean, all, quote unquote, clean it up. Well, locking oh. up all the guys that were selling the drugs that they had pumped into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that the eighties and nineties. This is you know something that you know, doesn't get a whole lot of air, but I I read quite a bit about. It. I mean, the African African American males our age. I mean, their economic power, their voting power, their just the livelihoods were decimated mm-hmm. by the war. The drugs being pumped into their neighborhoods, and then. The quote unquote cleanup, the war on drugs, the war on drugs, put them in jail. I mm. mean, 
guys would get busted for pot possession in still in prison now. Something you and I would have gotten probation or slap you know, on the wrist for. Well, when Clinton uh, announced the war on drugs, we, that's when we went to the highest and one of the highest incarceration rates back yep. in the nineties. I thought it was Reagan. No, that was that was a Clinton. Matter of fact, Biden helped write that. Biden helped write that legislation. Yeah, yeah exactly. What did Reagan do? Dare Reagan was, dare. dare. Yeah, they tried to convince you know, her, him, just, him so, and just Nancy. Just say no. Yeah, just say no. Your brain on drugs. Yeah. But but it was oh, Reagan. Yeah, Reagan's Reagan's egg. CIA is the one that was pumping the drugs into the inner cities because they were funding oh. regime change wars in Central and South America, and they were selling using the drug trade to help fund the uh, guerrillas and rebels in certain countries. So, so Ice Cube was right the whole time. Mm -hmm. Huh. But see something we that's something we do internationally too. Look, yeah. We we you know we train Osama bin Laden. Oh yeah, we train Gaddafi. We trained all these other d despots of other foreign countries. Right. We pay them, train them, and all of a sudden we don't like him anymore. We decided to go to war with him. Bin Laden was a CIA asset for most of the eighties mm -hmm. and nineties. Mm. That's right. We train we train the Mujahideen. Listen, yeah. I watched Jack and now Ryan. we're fighting them. I know how this thing turns out. <laughs> That was a good show. Did you guys watch Jack Ryan? Uh, it's on my watch list. I, I haven't got to it's yet. Very good. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, though, right? Like, mm -hmm. we kind of help put him into power. Yeah. We take suitcases of money. <clears throat> we say, hey, here you go. This is what you're going to do. And yeah. then. Yeah. Remember Noriega in Panama? Mm -hmm. The um, He rose to power. He basically rose to power because he was willing to launder drug money. Mm -hmm. And that's why we had to take him out because he was stepping in on our action, basically. Well, we, you <laughs> know, we had, we had the, the Shah of Iran. Yep. And that's what led to the Iranian Revolution. That's the reason why. Um, you know, the uh, Iranian population culture changed from kind of Western side, Western civilization, because we had a puppet there yeah. to where they had the, you know, he was, the, he was neglecting the condition of his people and the mm -hmm. religious leader stepped in and filled a void. And yep. next thing you know, he was exiled to the U.S. in mm -hmm. 78, 79. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, but Google, that's when we, they took our hostages. Yeah. yeah. The, Google ter uh, Iran, uh, Tehran around in 1972 and look at some of the university photos. It would look just like a college campus in the United States. The streets, too. Yeah. The streets are clean and stuff like that now. Yeah. It's but different. The, yeah. Producer because, Brian, are you as lost as this as I am? Not completely. <clears throat> wow. Because I, I Sorry, read all the original kinda... Jack Ryan books. <laughs> <laughs> We, we well, have kind of gone. We have kind of gone down a rabbit hole here. No, but, I just uh, I don't. Oh, go ahead. No, that's. I mean, I, I enjoy rabbit holes. So I don't. I just I don't remember all that stuff. I was trying too busy playing with my He-Man action figures, and I never went back into like figure out the real story of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll figure. I mean, we're talking about the revolution in Iran. You know, that was basically a bunch of angry young men with no prospects who were convinced by the religious leaders that it was time to have a revolution. And uh, that's one of the things that intrigues me about Andrew Yang in that he is predicting something similar happening in this country as we automate away millions of jobs that young men coming out of high school with not a lot of opportunity would normally fill, truck drivers, mm. things like that. As we automate away those jobs, you're going to have a bunch, you're going to have millions of 18 to 30-year-old young men with no employment prospects. And, you know, it's really hard to start a family without a job. Sure. So limited romantic prospects as well because the girls aren't. I mean, it's just true. Women don't tend to settle down with guys who can't take care of them or mm -hmm. at least provide a living. And so you're going to have a millions of young men standing around with nothing to do and are angry about it. And that is a mm -hmm. recipe for disaster. Historically, you have two options at that point. You can fight a war and get a bunch of them killed, or you can have a revolution. And one thing Andrew's fond of saying is it's better to undertake revolution than it is to undergo revolution. Mm. <laughs> Again, I go back to, have you guys not seen Hamilton? Because I think that's the whole story there, too, as well. <clears throat> well, this story is played over 
history. Sure, Tom's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's the only one talking about it on either side. I think you're right. I think that it, it makes sense, at least logically, that if you automate, you lose the jobs. There's got to be some type of backfill on the jobs that can be created because of that, but probably not all of them, right? Well, I mean, you know, think about it. The The people that are going to get left behind, the jobs that are going to get created are skilled mm-hmm. jobs. Sure. People who program the trucks, mm-hmm. people who um, maintain you know, maintain the trucks, <laughs> things like that. But the people that have the that are at the lower end of the spectrum. I mean, today I went, I stopped by my local grocery store on the way here, and for the first time, I, they well, sometime in the last week, they've installed self checkouts. Mm. So there's some more low skilled labor going out the window. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, I'd rather go to a self checkout because I'm better at it than the kid working behind the register. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, I know how to look up produce, and I don't work there. And you can get the ladies unmentionables and not feel embarrassed. Well, well you know, honestly, the, the, the day they figure out, the day they let me scan my driver's license so the guy didn't have to come in and put my birth date in for me uh-huh. to buy beer yeah. is the day, day they win. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're eliminating all of these jobs. And who gets the, who, what are the jobs is that creating? The guy that sets up the terminal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're getting so smart now is really set them up, log into the Wi-Fi, and it downloads everything. There's no setup involved. Right. So the jobs that you can't really retrain people that have no skills to start with other yeah. than customer service. Yeah. We've, we've always had this problem though. I mean, the probably the most in most recent history was, would be the horse and wagon. I you know, was when, just when, thinking when that. When the cars became in, I mean, you, and this is what happened. The people that were in the farrier industry, we know quote unquote horse industry, our wagon makers, blacksmiths, things like this, actually, you know, petition not to have vehicles on roads and not to have these these things, you know, because uh, it was a disruptor to the industry. Yeah, there were noise ordinances in towns and stuff, like getting drive throughs on certain days, yeah, at certain yeah. hours, things yeah. like that. Yeah, so many things like that. Um, so we've this we've had we have histi- histories of context, and we have it before that also with the industrial revolution where. You know, we could actually go back to the periods in this country too, where the the, the plantation owners didn't, didn't mm-hmm. want the cotton gin to come yeah. in. But you know, it, it, this is it's happening. It's happening faster. No, it's and, and the technology increases that way. Yeah, I mean, and there's no there's no time like the car, the horse and buggy car revolution. If your job was to fix buggies, say you 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 were to fix the wagon wheels on a buggy or whatever, the skills to that were still relatively translatable to mm-hmm. working on an assembly line building a car. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. if my job was to fix an axle on a wagon, chances are pretty quickly I could pick up the necessary skills to go build axles for a car. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the jobs that are being automated out now, they're like you take a truck driver. I mean, they've got trucks now that can drive from major city to major city by themselves. They just need somebody to get them in and out of the terminal for the most part. Um. Once that is figured out, you're going to eliminate. There's four million truck drivers in this country. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Say, say you cut out half of them because they just need people to take it inside and outside the terminal. You lose. You got two million people unemployed like that, and their only skill is driving a vehicle. I Are guess they all I, become I, Uber I, drivers. I, yeah, Uber. There's yeah. that. I've I've not read Yang's yeah. book yet. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Um, I just don't see how what he's offering is going to be. It, it's plain and simple. It's it's not a solution to say oh, fix no, everything. No means, it's a stopgap, is what it is. It's it may be a stopgap, but fundamentally, it's still wrong because you, the 
let's just you know get this straight. The government creates nothing. Right. They provide. They make. They don't make a tangible product to sell on the free market to generate income to give it back out. All they do is redistribute. Redistribute. Speaking of tongues, easy for you to say. They redistribute what's taken from us by theft, which is taxation, and then they ploy it out to other people. And philosophically, I 100% agree with you. I believe believe philosophically that taxation is theft. But I do believe one of the primary functions of government is to provide provide stability for a society, um, to set up a set of operating rules that everyone has to operate within so that society can continue to function and have a certain amount of safety. And when giant curveballs gets thrown, and we're at a point right now with the polarization that we have going on where people can't even agree on the basic operating rules. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. And if you have that situation and then you have the curveball coming in of the, as Yang calls it, the fourth industrial revolution, where all of a sudden we have massive numbers of jobs getting eliminated and these people with no prospects. So you've got polarization, then that coming in on top of it, something has to be done to make sure that it stays stable. And I don't think right now that we're in a position to stay stable if what he says is going to happen happens over the next 10 years. I don't, you maybe you're right. And, but I, mean, I just don't see, for example, you know, the companies that you think of that are automatically will automate Amazon, yep. large footprint, mm-hmm. trucking industry, industry, large footprint. These are the guys I think that will probably quickly uh, automate, you know, airlines. I mean, of course, airlines are 90% automated anyway yep. now. Uh, train industry, um, maybe public transit, which a bad thing because nobody rides them anyway. But well, it depends on where you're at. <laughs> well, Northeast North 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 corridor, it's the only way to get where you're yeah, going. Yeah, no, it depends on where you're at. But I think these are the industries that will do it. But anything in the private sector, Amazon, Walmart, these big warehouses, they, they automate, automate. Um, if they want people to be consumer, the end, end user consumer of their what they're doing is for like Amazon. If Amazon all of a sudden came came across and eliminated seventy five percent of their human workers. That's a huge void of unemployment. They can't spend money into the industry to feed back to the beast. Yep. So it's in their best interest, interest to keep a majority of these people employed. I, and I, I think you're right to an extent, but I also know that uh, a huge uh, segment of Yang's support for this comes from the tech industry, your Amazons, even your um, basically your tech companies that are eating up the automating these jobs away. They sure. see it coming. Sure. And they're all, I mean, some, a lot of his largest donors are from that industry because they know it's coming and they're looking for a way to keep money in the consumer's pocket so they can still make money because they know that it's going to, it's going to happen. You said a, a key phrase of keeping us safe as part of the, the job of the government. I, I just looked up that the, the defense budget for 2020 is $720 billion. Uh, it's actually went over $800 billion in the package that they're passing this with. $737,540,000. <laughs> um, it's $800 billion is yeah, what is coming increase, up. They just yeah. increased it, yeah. But like... That, that's what we know of. That's not including yeah. black... That's, black not, that's not including Area 51. Sure. <laughs> um, must do be we, aliens. Do we need that much money on defense? No. Well, we don't need it. But, but we keep feeding that beast because we have to. Like, we've built such a We have to monster. because military is one-sixth of our domestic right. spending, right? which equals employment. 
And right. um, we have to. Well, and, also, and, the, and the current guy in office loves making friends overseas. <laughs> well, and you know, part Rocket of the thing, the thing about it is we um, we spend billions of dollars every year protecting the interest of multinational corporations. That's where a lot of our military spread out all over the world is about mm-hmm. is protecting sure. the business interests of multinational corporations. I so opiates. we are we are spending money to be a secu- police force, a world's police force. And I, you know, we spend more money on on national defense than I think it's our next twenty seven competitors combined. Right. And of those twenty seven, like twenty five are our allies. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a ridiculous amount sum of money we spend on national defense every year. We spend, but we also borrow. Well, <laughs> we well, borrow to spend. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't spend money. We don't spend money. We have. We put a lot of defense on yeah. our credit card. Yeah, yeah. sure. That thirty percent interest rate that we owe to China. China, which is why we'll never go to war with China because I'll never get their damn money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just hope they never call our note in. You yeah, because that's that, when we go. That's when, no, well, that's when we go to war. Yeah, then yeah. that's when I'm. You know, the, what's going to? You know, that's one thing that makes me nervous is, you know, the minute that it looks like society might topple and the fact that oh, we've got all these kids standing around with nothing to do. Oh, I guess we I need to go. China. We need to go. Yeah, we need to go show China some freedom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the movie Red Dawn? Uh, <laughs> both, both of them. First one's better. Yeah. First no one is way better. Swayze rules. Yeah. Um, where does the thousand dollars come from? Uh, he's got a, several different proposals. Um, one, it's opt-in. So if you are currently receiving government government assistance, that yeah, I li- it, which I like that. That's yeah. more than a, if you've received more than a thousand dollars in government assistance. Now, if you opt in for the freedom dividend, you don't get. The, what you're already getting. I, I love the crafty names they come yeah, up with. It's stuff. awesome, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the biggest part of it is going to come from a value added tax, which we are the only modern economy in the world that doesn't already have one. I got a I got a, a, a damn good idea. How about we just cut all the income tax and just go to a value added? Well, tax? I'm I'm all for that actually. And the biggest reason he wants to do value added is like you got Warren and Sanders both want to have a wealth tax, right. where they just take a billionaire's worth and cut right off the top. Oh, you owe us this. Um, they're they're smart people with a lot of accountants. They're going to figure out a way to avoid that. Oh yeah, offshore. Um, yeah. So the way the value added tax would work is it would really hit the tech companies the hardest. Um, Google, Amazon, Facebook. Basically, they exchange our information that we freely give them by agreeing to their terms and services. In case you guys didn't know, every time you check that little box and say I agree to terms and services, that gives them the permission to sell your search history. All everything you put on Facebook, all the information you have out on social media, they can sell it back and forth for advertising, things, revenue, things like that. Thanks, Facebook. Government sees no money from that. We see no money from that. But Amazon, Facebook, Google, they are selling that money for billions of dollars in ad revenue to reach you. So when you talk about buying an air fryer and the next morning you log into Facebook and there's a nice big ad for an Great. air fryer. Great. Now I'm going to have an air fryer on my Damn Everybody that's listening to this podcast is now going to have an air fryer. <laughs> Alexa, look up air fryer. But so what he's at, what he's proposing to do is every time that information exchange takes place, he will put a dollar value tax on that. So they will have to pay a tax to exchange that information back and forth. Likewise, when the ad revenue comes in, there will also be a tax put on that. He's only talking about a 10% tax. I know that sounds like a lot. But most industrialized countries are between 16, 16 and 27% for a value-added tax. That would raise almost a trillion dollars a year in additional revenue, and that's where a lot of the um, the night. dividend would come from. But my problem, lot. my problem is, is that the companies never pay it. It's the end Ooh, user who does. Yeah. 
They do. You know, they, what I'm I mean, they, they, they're going to figure out a way to pass that along. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so, how does that benefit us, though? This is the major benefit for it. Um, it's going to really benefit. This is why he believes a lot of the um, what a quote unquote red states will be on board with this. Say you come from a town of fifteen thousand people in Kansas. It's pretty much a dying town. All the kids are moving out when they go to college, if they can. The kids that can't move out are trying to make the way the best way they you know make it the best way they can, and all of a sudden. That fifteen thousand people in that town, or every one of them is getting an extra thousand dollars a month. How does the economy of that fifteen thousand person town change overnight when they have that extra spending power? Maybe somebody opens a local. You're, you're a chef by trade, or your motorcycles more incentive to open up a shop because now this this is the town can support it. There's just not enough revenue in the town to support business right now. So all those businesses they create jobs, they pay more taxes, and all of a sudden there's a the tax base is just lifted a little bit. But once again, you're you're redist- redistributing. Yes, absolutely, well, redistributing, you're, you're taking yes. money from major cities who actually have thriving economies and dumping it into a city that doesn't deserve it. But not only that, though, I don't know anything about that small town in Kansas? <laughs> who do you think you are? But <laughs> but you've got these. The biggest thing is you've got you've got large corporations that are multinational in nature who are paying zero. They're sucking up huge segments of our economy dollar wise, but they're paying zero to help support. The support the people that are paying or doing that. You know what I'm saying? There's no tax base coming from it. They're using Amazon uses the roads to deliver their packages. They um, they use uh, public transportation or not public transportation. They use the post office for Christ's sake. Oh, they're subsidized by the they're, 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 see, they're, that's a problem. But though. they're they're not contributing to the system. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you how it currently works. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, but you got to realize before 1913, we actually had roads in this country. And they were before the, before 1913. Yeah. And they were all funded by property taxes. What's that? They were funded by property taxes. Not necessarily. I mean, or, or and, they, were, they, were funded and by, they were funded by tariffs, but yeah, also tariffs. they were actually funded by local value-added taxes. Yep. So if you didn't spend the money, you couldn't be taxed for it. Right. So why not have Amazon... Like we have adopt a highway now, we don't we don't pay for a lot of counties that have adopt adopt a highway sit, cities or situations do not pay anybody to go clean up that stretch of, stretch of highways pure voluntary basis or a company donates to have that highway. Why not? You know, Amazon a great example. I mean, here here in the Charlotte Concord area, I mean, how many Amazon distributions do we have? I mean, they're popping up like Starbucks and Walgreens there's, around there's, here. There's four in the Charlotte metro area. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've got stuff sitting in my house right now. I haven't even thought about ordering yet just because they're so <laughs> fast. <laughs> I mean, but why not have Amazon I, I think the, pay for the roads? I think the, the problem is large enough that it's you're, you're, surpri- you're suggesting a local solution by having Amazon do stuff in this area, this area. I think that there are huge segments of this country that are getting left behind because of the advancements in our society. In the, the, co- the large cities and the coast are thriving. And there's a lot of stuff in the middle that's getting left behind. No, and we've got I, to figure out a way to that. lift them up. And but, it, it's, but, it's better for our society as a whole. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to. You can't. You've got to be able to lift, bring the floor up a little higher. You know? Well, but but you can, but it never benefits a society. I think you there's. It, this goes against my 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 nature, but also my beliefs. But I see this every day where in my, my industry, what I work in right now, you have people that try to want to purchase things. And this is what's going to happen. You have people that want to purchase things. 
that have no business in purchasing them. They can't purchase them due to bad mistakes they've made in their life and poor decisions they continue to make. Um, that's also a frustration of mine with philanthropy. You want to help people. You want to lift them up, but it's kind of hard to lift them up and go pay for their, you know, their 400 bucks are missing on their power bill. They're turning power back on when they're wearing a brand new pair of $300 tennis shoes. People are, just because you give a thousand bucks to someone doesn't mean it's going to fix their problems. Doesn't mean it's going to feed the, fix their fe- uh, feast or famine. You're going to have people out there, yeah, that take that thousand bucks and be like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a brand new lawnmower and I'm going to start cutting neighbor's yards and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge 25 bucks a pop. It still ain't going to fix a person's problem that does not know the value of money. And they're just going to go out and, you know what? I'm throwing a party at Krispy Kreme, everybody. There's nothing to stop somebody from doing But what that. do we do? Do we continue to lift that person up? Do we go, I tell you what, not only do you get $1,000 a month, we're now going to give you a free education in Dave Ramsey's financial university. <laughs> that that, should be that might be better than $1,000 a yeah. month. But, I mean, I think there's no perfect solution, and I don't think no. this is ever going to get passed. Um, what I think is it's a very interesting conversation. No, I agree. And uh, I think it's you know, you've got to I, – I hate to bring this up, but I think about the – you know who's a Star Trek fan? I mean, you watch Star uh, Trek yeah, growing yeah, up? Yeah. All right, so – the Star Trek utopia, where they've basically moved past a monetary economy and they basically have everything they need for their needs, and they uh, they're they're allowed to focus on other sure. things and improve society. Yada yada yada. I think this is kind of like the beginning of that pipe dream. Like, oh, if we can get the foot off the phrase he uses a lot is if we can get the boot off of somebody's neck long enough for them to think about what's going on, they can they can improve themselves, which in turn will improve society. It basically negates human nature. Because, right. you know, basically yeah. Yeah. 10 to 15% of the population is never going to amount to anything. I don't give you a million dollars. But um, I think it's an interesting conversation starter. No, and I, it, there, I, there's, I some, the, there's some merit to it, and we'll just you see where it goes. Yeah, I, I love the thought experiment of thinking about this, but we can see the potholes. I mean, you know, if you take a person who is making $50,000 a year, and by the time you take out their average taxes that they actually throw out— it's probably around 51%. By the time you take out federal tax income, state tax, um, by the time you do their spending tax as far as sales, you know, tax, sales tax, property tax, property tax they're, they're spending. All, all the fees yeah. for registrations of vehicles and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, yeah. just every nitpicking dollar they spend. Why not, let's just say, instead of taking you know taking $26,000 out of my pocket taxes. Give that back to me. How about you just cut that in half? Let me keep half of the money that I've earned. You've done mm. nothing to do it. Yeah. Let me keep half of that. Let's see how I can stimulate the economy then. And we can we could stimulate the economy, you're right. But what we're gonna have when we do that is there is still a large segment of the population that if you cut their tax bill in half, you're not putting any more money in their pocket because under the current tax structure they don't pay taxes now. But here's the thing though. We're trying to lift people up and I'm accusing people in my family. The ones who have a iPhone that's probably being paid for by my tax dollars right now. Okay. So I'm speaking to my own family. You got people that don't pay taxes and get a tax rebate. Oh, yeah. What kind of messed up, messed up, <laughs> messed, up. Math, yeah. messed up math is this? Government math. And here we are. We're trying to give them more money sure. of, of the money that all four of us sitting in this room contribute to. Yeah. I, I, again. <sighs> How about we just do away with taxes altogether? Let's see who, let's see who fights it out to the end. <laughs> Now that I'm a I know I, got, I know I got two weeks covered. 
<laughs> well, I mean, most of us do. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Most yeah. of us. I might run out. Paycheck, I might run out of bullets after two but weeks. But I was calculating. See me, I'm self-employed, so I don't get a Save traditional. One for the last one. I don't get a traditional paycheck. So I, I defer to my wife. Is like, what do you earn? And I figure out her tax bracket just on her taxes from work are thirty two percent. That's yeah. including. Imagine if she got to keep half. of you that. You throw in health care on top of that. Oh, jeez, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But I imagine mean, if you got to keep half of the taxes per paycheck. You could do so much more. She could buy a car. She could do something. Do do that. I mean, stimulate the economy. Yeah, there's people who are going to be left behind. And I don't want to leave those people behind, but just like that person who stands, not, I'm not equating to people who can't get, uh, there's people out there that have situations that can't get up. Sure. But there's also people that are there due to their own poor decisions and current decisions. Like I, there's a guy that's been standing on the side of the road every day, one exit down from where your brewery is with a sign, anything can, anything helps. I've seen people give him bottles of water. He throws it to the side. I've seen people give him food. He'll go set it off, throw it in the trash. He's looking for money. These yeah. are the people that want people to do for them and them not returning thing to society. Yeah. And those are the people I do not want to see my tax dollars given to. If you're going to redistribute my tax dollars, not that I agree with funding more to schools right now, I'd rather my money go to them, not the mm-hmm. people that just want to sit there and, and you know, watch Netflix and chill all day. I'd rather my money go to daycare so they don't keep asking me to... Buy chocolate, stuff. peanut butter, popcorn. Told you, man. <laughs> offer to write him a check. <laughs> anyway, just say, just say, hey, go in. This is what you do. Go in on. It's what's today. Go in after the new year because mm-hmm. holidays. Nobody wants to be a Grinch. Sure. Don't, yeah. don't be a Grinch. Go in after the new year and say, uh, what was the average haul from all the fundraisers mm-hmm. individually last year? Like, so what did you know, Joe Blow, mm-hmm. who did all the fundraisers last year? What was that for? How much mm-hmm. did that was that? And when they give you that dollar amount, so if I write you a check right now, would you leave me alone? That's the thing, though. But we can't get out of the messaging. It's 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 a you blast. Can't op, you can't opt out. No, there's no opt out oh, feature. Oh, gotcha. It's just so, messaging all the time. You know what you do? Block. <laughs> Go to Verizon and change your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's the same number they use to call to you tell if me Hot Pocket if, has, if Hot Pocket's in trouble. So I can all right. Tell Hot Pocket not to get in trouble. Go get a burner. Go get a burner phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. All right, so we'll go back. Uh, Best, uh, any parting words of wisdom for 2019? Uh, For me, parting words. Mm. Talk Uh, less politics in 2020. No, it's impossible. It's a presidential election. Yeah, no, that's going to be even even hotter. Well. just in case we don't make it to 2021, it's been nice knowing because <laughs> a nuclear holocaust will probably happen if depending upon the election. Gotcha. But, That'll fix but, all these problems. <laughs> well, if Jesus comes back, we ain't got to worry right. about it anymore. I've been reading way more Tim LaHaye lately, so oh, I think Lord. he's gone. I think it's coming back. I'm just kidding. You've been Remember watching Jack, Van, Jack oh, yeah. Van Ampey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, we were uh, we were talking about Oral Roberts the other uh, day. Remember when he had his telethon? Said God said he was going to die if he uh, didn't raise yeah. so much money. We uh, were yeah. talking about that at work the other day. And when you said that, it just made me well. Laugh. At least at least the other ones don't go that far. Kenneth Copeland just goes, "Hey, you know, Creflo Dollar just want planes. Yeah, you know, I had fifty million dollars. You know, I got to I got to be able to nonstop. Oh, nonstop again. We, you know, did you guys talk about Kanye and Joel? Yeah, did you? Mm-hmm. I missed that episode. Gym, yeah. yeah, like two episodes ago. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. I just say that was the highlight of 2019. That was great. I just gotta yeah. say, no I, uh, parting Jesus, words. Jesus Christ, superstar all over that one. <laughs> My parting words, uh, you know, for for those, I still encourage to go sign up as a donor mm. um, because I 
well, obviously I'm passionate about that because I get to be around to um, say a lot of nonsense on a podcast. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, no, 2020. I, I hopefully every, I'm a, I'm the more the older I get, the more I'm thinking about becoming an anarchist. <laughs> Where in that, oh, and let me clarify that. Antifa, not what, here we come. Not a, not a, <laughs> that's anti-fascist. <laughs> no, but I don't want to depend on the government. Mm. I don't want us collectively as a society to depend on the government. So what do I mean by that? Set, the, set this up. This year, I challenge everyone to be a little kinder, to be mm. a little nicer, to pay it forward in many ways. I mean... We can help each other out. We can make huge strides. And it mm-hmm. has to start in a small-time community. It has to start with that community giving back. I think a store is like fill my basket still. Mm-hmm. That was two years ago we interviewed those guys. I still think about that. These people that get out there and make a difference every day. You guys have done fundraisers for the young lady that had cancer. Mm-hmm. Communities that do that. I'm not talking about communities of like cities. I'm talking about communities. It could be four guys that smoke a cigar, and that's a community. Mm-hmm. Guys that sit around and BS around a TV eating chicken wings, looking at girls in skin, skin-clad shirts at a Hooters restaurant. That's a community. <laughs> Focus on that. Benefit, benefit each other. I, I think a lot of the problems we have can be done that way. Mm. You know, just talking about community for a second. Um, one of my favorite beloved burger restaurants, all of Charlotte, Brooks Sandwich House, um, mm. one of the twin brothers' yeah. owners was murdered right outside the restaurant two weeks ago. The community, the best thing to come out of this situation, but we will mourn his loss because I, I don't know him personally, but I ate a many a cheeseburgers made by him. Was the community outpouring and outreach? Mm-hmm. You know, um, someone started a uh, GoFundMe Go for him just to help raise for funeral costs and also um, maybe a scholarship for his son. Mm-hmm. Well, the community's pretty much doubled that. It, it'll probably triple by the time it's set up. That's called community outreach. Yeah. That is being part of the community. Yeah. So I challenge everyone in 2020 to do that. I mean, it doesn't it? You can be an, you can be a jerk, but it doesn't take it. It's free to be kind and nice and stuff like that. Plus, your response is generally going to be a lot better if you're right. nice and not a jerk. Anyway, it's my party words. I thought you were going to say I'm going to become an anarchist, and I'm really going to push for the purge. Uh, that's where it's going. Ooh, no. See, well, that goes against that. my motto because uh, I love everyone. <laughs> Producer Brian, any words of wisdom, parting words for 2019? I don't have anything quite that deep. Yeah. Uh, sure. I just, you know, I'm I, just maybe chick Popeye's 2.0 chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just, I mean, be be excellent to each other. Mm. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, Bill and Ted for you. <laughs> McFly Actually, the sequel's coming out. Do you know that? The, oh, they're completing the trilogy finally. They There's, are, yes. They wow. Were, yeah. uh, speaking of also be excellent to each other, uh, Keanu Reeves Day was announced last week. Uh, mm-hmm. t- May 21st of 2021, the Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are premiering on the same day. So uh, it's yeah. Keanu Reeves Day. Do so double feature. It's Speed Four coming out of something. <laughs> well, he didn't even do Speed Two, so oh, well, maybe uh, maybe they'll take Grand Theft Jason, Jason Patrick did Speed Two. It was like the cheap knockoff Keanu Reeves. It's horrible. But, maybe uh, maybe they'll uh, take Greta Thunberg off the Time Magazine. Put Keanu Reeves up next they year. Should. So. Yeah. Uh, I am excited about Top Gun, the, the remake uh, or the, the new one. The, trip, or the, uh, the sequel. The or, Maverick. Sorry, I'm, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, so I love um, Top Gun though. Words of wisdom for 2020. Yeah. Uh, 
this is something I'm getting really big into. Um, talking to people you disagree with. Mm. I, um, Why would you look at me for? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you and I t- agree more than we probably admit. Um, I, it's, it's becoming a skill that is less and less noticeable in our society. Sure. And going into an election year, I imagine it's going to get less and less noticeable. Mm. Um, just put a little effort into talking to somebody that doesn't agree with you. You know, yeah. if, if you're a Trump supporter— Hug a, hug a Nancy Pelosi fan, and if you are a Bernie supporter, you know, maybe talk to your crazy Trump uncle mm-hmm. supporter and kind of go through, the, you know, mm-hmm. just actually have a conversation and stop just automatically assuming that everybody that disagrees with you is an evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I go on Twitter a lot because it's fun for me, and I like to stir stuff and just push people's buttons, but you've got to either have a sense of humor about it mm-hmm. or dial it down a notch. Yeah. One of the two, because if we keep going like this, the 2020 is going to be a disaster. Sure. Yeah. So that's my words of wisdom for 2020. Love somebody you disagree with. Nice. Uh, I'm going to say on the same vein of love, but love love yourself and stop thinking with mm. that 12-year-old mindset of yours. Um, I, I just want to I just want to say 2019 has been a big year for you, my friend. Yeah. It's been it's been a roller coaster. Dang it, you can make me cry on this episode too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> um but but love yourself. Love uh you know, take care of yourself. Um 2020 for me is going to be a huge self-care year. Um we'll talk about that more as we go into Are you transitioning still. You know, I'm thinking oh, about it. Okay. I'm still thinking about it. Um but most health insurance has to cover that now. They do. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I think I'm fine with my gender, so we're we're good with that. Um, but honestly, just just think about the good things about you. You talked about community. Surround yourself with people that that encourage you, that that can bring out the good sides of you. And then, as Mojo will give me words of wisdom and and tell me like, "Hey, I love you for you know whatever," and and that really speaks volumes to me. That um, be able to accept those words of encouragement and those words of love and affirmation. I know it sounds hokey and cheesy, but I, I think a lot of us just don't like ourselves. Hmm. Um, and we constantly were angry at others because we don't love ourselves. So uh, go to therapy, you know, find a fantastic therapist um, that can help you through that process. But this has been a huge year for me. Next year is going to be even more huge, huge, or technically less huge. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll we'll journey together on the show about that. So I'm looking forward to a self love and self care for 2020. So you took, so you, you basically doubled your family from two to four. We did. So you're gonna are you trying for eight? <laughs> no, no, we're exactly where we need to be. Okay, okay. Um, so we're not doing that. It's more taking care of yourself. Was it like four point two kids and two point one dogs? So I guess we got to get a dog next year. Dude, my dog, she's starting to lose her eyesight, and it ain't pretty. She's running into things now. It's like, oh, baby oh, girl, it's, I love it's like you. me at five thirty in the morning when I'm trying to find the bathroom to pee. <laughs> so it's been a fun journey. Thank you yeah. guys for journeying with us this year. Twenty twenty is gonna uh, be fantastic. So we're excited about that. Uh, so thanks again for journeying with us. Yeah, we'll have well parting words. <laughs> Thank you for twenty nineteen. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you or you guys listening to us again in 2020. 
uh, please hit us up on our email. Um, what's our email again? <laughs> uh, sfpradio at gmail.com. So, you know, any guests uh, that you guys would like to, for us to concentrate on or if you guys would like to be a guest and have a great story, just send us a quick little snippet of what you guys do, um, what you would like to talk about, and we'll try to get back to you because that's one thing we find is compelling conversation. Um, you may not live in the Concord area, be in the Charlotte area, or maybe international. It doesn't matter. I mean, cool stories are cool stories. It ain't going to be something that you're, you know, setting the world on fire, but everyone has a story. Yeah. And that's one thing I enjoy talking about. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. So thanks for 2019. Thanks for all the new listeners. And, uh, as always, you can find us on this, uh, Facebook's at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also find us on our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Um, you can go to any, basically any podcast aggregate that out that plays podcast. Um, just go there, hit Southern Fry Philosophy. Uh, give us a like, a share, a review, a rating. That's kind of the more important things we like to do is here, see the ratings and reviews, especially iTunes because they're crazy. I don't know how they do <laughs> like, they They do government math. That's how they, <laughs> that's how they push, push everyone up. So please do that. Um, we appreciate any time you share our episodes. Yeah, so here we go. Next decade. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.